I will never write a single line which I have not first felt in my own heart. He'll teach you everything. Truer words were never spoken. All right. Language and writing were made available. I'm writing this down. This is good stuff. Hey, it's me. It's John. Hi, this is John Helps You Write Better, and I'm reminding you that not all tears are evil. And I thought today we could write a little bit better, so how about we write a little bit better? Yeah. I got a good question for you today. This one's going to be good. Here we go. Over on the Discord, which, by the way, if you're wondering, hey, John, how do I get on the Discord? Head over to the Patreon, patreon.com forward slash John Helps You Write Better. You'll get access to the Discord. Um, over on the Discord, somebody asked me the following question. I want to quote it verbatim because I want to make sure I got it right. Question. You recommend Stephen Pressfield's books to improve uh, in terms of professionalism, particularly The War of Art. I do recommend The War of Art. I think everybody who's ever going to make anything creative, whether that's uh, paintings or or novels or photos or birdhouses or whatever. I think everybody should read The War of Art. It's a quick read. It's brilliant. He talks a lot about resistance. He does. And how it's the eternal enemy. It is. I understand that sometimes you have to bite down on the gum shield and do the work, but what do you do when the bastard won't go down and just let you win at least for a day? Some days I feel like I've gone 14 rounds with a thing and I don't have enough in the tank for another. What do I do then? Okay. Okay. That's a great question. It really is a great question. And I, it was originally going to be in the writer's chat, but it's, um, it's a bit more complex than a writer's chat question could be because usually in a writer's chat question, I'm pressed for time because there's more questions to answer. So I thought I would sit here and talk to you at length about this. There's a good question here, but there's a wrong assumption being made in asking it. You're not a bad person for asking it. It's just you're not connecting a dot. One of the things you're assuming in how you have framed the question is that um, you have to defeat it and that once you defeat it, you'll, you know, smote it upon the mountaintop and then, you know, it'll, it won't come back. It's not that kind of enemy. This isn't like the boss fight we have to level up for so that then we can progress to the next level in our video game. This is something that we constantly have to grapple with into, instead of defeat, how about we use submission so that you can always uh, balance against it and work against it. It's not about trying to outright eliminate it. And I think, maybe not in this question, but I think a lot of writers look to defeat procrastination and frustration and irritation and a load of other Asians. And they, they look to like cut them out. Like they're going to like hack off a limb and amputate the bad part away. And then it'll, it'll just heal and it'll never come back and it'll never be a problem again. And, and that's not how this works. I, I talked to a lot of writers, especially in the last week or so, who get so up in their heads, so jammed up with this is bullshit and this isn't any good and this is a problem and this sucks. Like I wrote it, I did the work, but it sucks and I don't buy it and I don't think it's good. And what do I do and what do I do? Because they're, they're dealing with the same issue. You will face resistance, period. You will face forces mentally, emotionally, 
um, spiritually in some cases, where you're being told you will receive messages or get feelings and impressions that you don't want to write. Yeah, I can do it later. Ah, I can put it off. I'm tired. It's been a long day at work. I should sit down. I should, you know, go watch TV. I should stream something. I should get distracted by this or distracted by that. There's a million things pulling you away from the creative effort you on some level want to be doing. And there's a million forces equally pulling in different directions that once you've accomplished that creative task, it's, um, it's not good enough because we carry some level of assumption that the only way to accomplish something creative is to do it once and do it perfectly. Now, we know there's no perfect, but to accomplish it at a high level, to demonstrate that we're good enough, to demonstrate that we are the right sort of person, whatever that means, to do the right kind of work, whatever that means, to do it the best we can so that we can get the best results, whatever those are, we have to like produce it without flaw, without doubt, without whatever, in the least amount of time, the smoothest, best way possible. And none of those things are accurate. And all of those things, it has to be perfect. It has to be fast. I have to get it done. It's taking too long. Um, it needs to be this way. It needs to be that way. This should be easier for me. All those things we tell ourselves about how we shape and frame the way production of something creative should be. And all those things we tell ourselves about how we should be as the producer of that creativity, those are all contributing factors to resistance because we say, here's the bar. Here's the expectation we set. We have to be this way. The work has to be this way. And then we measure the distance from that point to where we're at. And all the space in between, that's all resistance. I'm not good enough. The work you know, requires somebody better. I'm not going fast enough. There's this problem and that problem and this is wrong and I could be better and blah, 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 blah. We tell ourselves a thousand million things out of fear. Resistance is fear. Resistance is a fear of not being good enough, a, resist, a fear of not being as good as we think we are or not being as accomplished as we, should, we feel we should be. We're afraid of the response. We're afraid of getting it done. We're afraid of letting ourselves make mistakes. We're afraid of letting ourselves fail and as if failure is like a permanent state like we've lost the last life in a video game and we just have to quit and that's what resistance is counting on as a concept it's counting on the idea to keep you in a tenuous relationship with progress and make you aware of your shortcomings and your exhaustion and your frustration so that you don't recognize that you framed this whole thing the wrong way this is the problem with the question. It's not like you ask the question. It's that you think about how I've gone 14 rounds with this thing and I don't have enough in the tank for another. That's just going to perpetuate the existence of resistance. If we keep thinking about, oh, I'm out of gas. I, I, I never seem to refill my tank. There's a, there's a thing there. There's an idea there that says the only way you can win, I'm making air quotes, is to have a totally refilled tank. Stop. Stop right there. Just put the brakes on. You, you don't need to worry about your tank. Your tank's not actually empty. Because let's, let's break this down for a minute. What is the tank? Is the tank interest in being creative? No, it doesn't seem to be because you, you keep wanting to do a thing. Is the tank just my daily energy level? Maybe. 
maybe it's been a long day and you're tired and, and you know, today's a day where you only got a little bit of progress done, but you made some progress. Maybe it's your blood sugar level. Maybe it's your focus. Maybe whatever you think the tank is, it's not as empty as you think it is. It's just empty for this task. And that's okay. That's not resistance. You don't get to become a better writer. You're not forcing yourself to be a better writer by forcing yourself to do a thing and push through resistance. Sometimes that resistance is there for a reason. And sometimes that resistance isn't really there because you've manufactured it yourself, so you're putting it there when it wasn't there. This is where things get a little spacey. So let's call it this way. Let's say this. There's some expectation you're holding, some idea you are maintaining, some, some point of view you're having trouble shaking. Writing needs to be a certain way. I need to be a certain way. Something like that. My results need to be a certain way for whatever reason, whether that's validation or approval or a victory or to prove my seventh grade English teacher wrong or to make money or to do this or do that or to just demonstrate that I'm good enough to do this thing that is outside the norm of traditional office work or something, something like that. Your resistance is the fear you have about that thing being true and your resistance is that thing, the, the fear about that thing being false. Because what if it is true? Just for a minute, let's just think about this. What if it is true and you are good enough and you can do this? Are you really ready? Do you understand how wide open things become and how scary things become when all of a sudden you have to write to pay the bills? Do you think resistance is going to disappear because all of a sudden you don't have the safety net of that day job anymore? Where if you don't write a thing that earns you some cash, you're not paying the rent? There's fear there. There's fear there. Likewise, let's flip it around. Do you not think there's resistance that demonstrates or, or talks to you or whispers in your ear that, hey, you're trying this thing and it's not easy? So therefore, you must not be good at it because you're assuming that for those people who's, who are good at it, it's easy. As if everything that comes easily to someone is something they're good at, as opposed to just something that they have a facility with for any number of reasons, privilege, ability, gender, whatever. Those markers, those identifiers are just manufactured external stuff. You've codified this idea of easy and good and hard and bad rather than let them be conceptual. Resistance is fear. And it's more important not that you try to eliminate all fear. That's superhero stuff. That's Daredevil. That's that's Batman. That's, you know, stuff like that. You don't have to defeat fear. You have to understand what you're afraid of and demonstrate how to counter it, not defeat it, not go 15 rounds as if it's still an equal opponent because that tells me you haven't resolved or worked on that fear. What are you afraid of? How can we deflate some of that fear? I'm afraid to fail. I'm afraid to succeed. I'm afraid to try. I'm afraid of moving forward. I'm afraid of not moving forward. I'm afraid of being left behind as I see everybody else get published. And what if everybody leaves this writing group and I have no friends left? 
I'm afraid of getting bad reviews. I'm afraid of not getting accepted. I'm afraid of never making my dream come true. It's not because any of those things are bad. It's not because any of those things will happen. But it's fear. I'm afraid of this happening. I don't feel prepared for this if this were to happen. And in that case, what you do is find a a set of things you can tell yourself, a set of concrete things you can point to to illustrate, okay, if this were to happen, not that it's very likely, but just in case it is, if everybody abandons me because they all get published and I never do, here's what I can do instead. I can self-publish. If I feel like... You know, I've, I've written some, but it wasn't enough because I hold myself to this much higher standard. Maybe my standard's too high. Not because I'm not good enough, but because, you know, trying to jump 400 feet straight up in the air is an unrealistic thing. Yeah, it would be super cool and I'd get a lot more done if I were, you know, able to jump that high. But it's just not a thing I'm like wired for, not a thing capable of me. So I'm not going to do that. Look and see what the resistance is. Look and see what that fear is and build not a Trojan horse to undermine it from the inside out, but look for a way to contain it. Look for a way to make it as grounded as possible. It will always be there because we don't live in a better world that prioritizes art and prioritizes rest and prioritizes care. We live in a world that prioritizes accomplishment, speed, finance, destruction, conquering, competition, all that stuff. We live in a world in the exact opposite. We live in a world where resistance flourishes. So what we must do here in the face of resistance is sit down and really take a look at why we have the resistance. Not to lose ourselves in some deep rabbit hole. We have to be we have to kind of settle for a little bit with a set of answers that maybe aren't entirely complete. Knowing the why I'm afraid to fail can be helpful. But we don't need to go spend 6 years wandering through, you know, ancient texts and tombs in order to discover the why. We can wrap it up with I didn't ever get enough support as a kid so I feel as an adult that I'm inadequate in most ways we don't have to dig deeper than that right now that's for therapy that's for something else but for the sake of our creativity we have to at least look at our fear put words to it and then you'll find you don't have to go 15 rounds the fact that the fight goes on and on and on means you haven't resolved it It means you haven't taken a look at it. it means you haven't challenged yourself that way so if you need to Take a day where you don't produce and challenge your fear instead. I'm afraid to do that. I'm afraid to do this. I'm afraid of the result of that. And really sit down and look at why. And then, okay, I'm afraid to succeed because I don't know what I would do then. What if you just sat down and wrote yourself a plan? Wrote yourself a post-it note? Why not do that? That way, when that feeling comes back, you can say, it's not that big a deal. I got this plan. I wrote a post-it note. It's right there on the monitor. Or, I, I don't know how to do this thing and I'm worried I never will. Well, who, whose help can I consult? What book, what person, what expert, what concept, what group can I seek so that I don't feel as though I'm going through this alone and unequipped? Challenge your fear. Not to defeat your resistance and punch it in the nose because that's a little bit too combative for my taste. 
But take a look at your resistance and see if you can get to a point where you can accept it. Yes, there are things I'm afraid of. There are things I'm afraid of today that I wasn't afraid of five years ago or 10 years ago. There are going to be things tomorrow that I'm not afraid of today because fear is a part of the creative process because it is in the face of that fear and in the face of the unknown and in the face of uncertainty that I produce my views and experiences out through my art. I make what I make so I can build a bridge to someone else who's maybe feeling the same thing I'm feeling. But I can only do that and build a a well-made bridge that connects with someone else when I fully embrace the sum of me, the total of me, what I love, what I hate, what I'm interested in, what I'm scared about. I have to accept it. And when you do, and as you get better at it, because it's not a light switch, it doesn't flick on once and you never have to do it again. But as you get better at discovering and thinking about and accepting and forgiving and letting go and moving through these things, you get less resistance. And over time, you find out that some of this resistance is just exhaustion or it's just like, I need to drink more water or I need to increase the fiber in my diet and poop better. Like it, it's okay. It's really okay. But a lot of this stuff where we talk about resistance as though it's this great unceasing, unyielding enemy, um, it's because we haven't looked at what it is and we've built it up like the ball rock. We've built it up like this massive beast of flame and tongue and whip when in fact it's this small little thing that's just blustering with a big facade. Don't ever worry about professionalism when it comes to resistance. Don't ever worry about the fact that your resistance feels too big to grapple. It's not. The better issue there, the challenge there is, am I willing to grapple with it? Am I willing to do something about it? Or am I always just going to let this thing dominate? And I think there are an awful lot of people who can spot their resistance. They see it. And then they don't do anything about it. They don't challenge themselves enough. They just sort of accept, okay, well, it's here. I have to let the the leopard keep eating my face now because I don't want to learn how to deal with a leopard, so I'll just let it eat my face. Don't do that. Nothing good comes of that. It's not going to be, you know, helpful. It's not about defeating the leopard so that no leopard ever attacks you again. It's about understanding that what that leopard wants is something to eat. And the metaphor is getting away from me, but rather than let the leopard eat your face, you got to find a way to offer the leopard food. In your case, your resistance might be, I just don't feel good enough. What can I do to provide myself some comfort that I am good enough? And that resistance will weaken, not because you take it on directly, but because you deflate the thing that fuels it. If you take away the source of fuel for a fire, the fire dwindles. And in that way, you get very good at managing and juggling all the different parts so that you can retain some enthusiasm, some momentum, some energy, while also wrapping up the idea that I have less resistance. It's about coming to terms with yourself, accepting yourself, forgiving yourself, encouraging yourself, so that you can reach that better creative space, not necessarily faster or better or easier, or even in a more pure way, but just doing it so that you can... Reach yourself in a more complete way. That's how you grapple with resistance. That's how you deal with this. That's the answer to the what then question. 
And because this was a 19 minute answer or so, that's why I couldn't do this in a chat. So it had to be a podcast episode. I really hope you take a minute to love yourself. You're worth it. I really hope you take a minute to question yourself, not because you're a failure or a fuck up, but because you're worth preserving and you're worth helping. Take a minute, question yourself, take a look at your fear, verbalize it, get it out of your head, speak it into existence, as the TikTok people say, and then do something about it. Give that some thought. I'll talk to you tomorrow.